You're listening to Hort Skills on the Plants Grow Here podcast. I'm Scott Smith, and each episode will explore an important horticultural skill. As we touched upon in our previous segment of Hort Skills with Scott Smith, propagation is simply the practice of using a specific technique to create a new plant. The technique will use a part of the origin plant, known as the mother plant, in order to create offspring. Propagation techniques include various forms of grafting, layering including air layering, division, budding, cuttings and by seed. In this segment we are focusing on propagation via collecting and sowing seed. Seed is a cheap and relatively easy way to propagate a large range of plants. Seed also provides the opportunity to create vast quantities of new plants from a single mother plant. Seeds come in a wide range of vessels. Fruit, with regard to seed, refers not to the usual juicy apples, strawberries and so on that you pick up from a supermarket. Here the term fruit means a ripe seed vessel. So fruit are vessels which include berries like tomatoes, droops like plumes, legumes like peas, siliqua like wallflowers, palms like apples, achines like sunflowers, multiple fruit like fig, nuts like acorns, Schizocarp, like carrot, caryopsis, like grasses, winged seeds known as samara, like acers, and more. Seed is collected from plants once the fertilized flowers or fruits have matured. The time of year for this will depend upon the individual plant. A rough guide, though, will be that seed is mature around two months after flowering. That being said, do be aware that some seeds are collected slightly immature and green, such as calendulus and ranunculus. Seed is best sown as soon as it matures in order to maximise chances of germination. Various seeds have very different shelf lives. Some seeds, such as parsley and spinach, remain viable for only one year. On the other hand, a plant like lotus can produce seeds that remain viable for about 500 years. In 2012, a Russian team even managed to discover seeds from Selene stenophilia in permafrost. They then managed to collect and sow the seeds, creating successful new plants. The age of the seeds? 32,000 years old. Wow. Plants vary in their temperature needs for germination. Marigolds may germinate at 10 degrees Celsius, whereas chilies may need 22 degrees Celsius or warmer. As a great guide, I'd recommend checking out a seed supplier called Chiltern Seeds. They're online. They have great information on temperature requirements and all the salient factors needed to successfully get seeds of any specific plant to germinate. Bottom heat is a common term regarding seed germination. This is heat that is provided to the bottom of trays or pots and is provided by heated propagation units with things like heating cables. The heat warms the soil from the container from below, mimicking nature. Aside temperature, moisture and an appropriate soil medium, a major factor in success is light quality. If you have a lack of light in both day length and quality of light, such as we do in Scotland during the winter months, then it will cause seeds to germinate quickly and atoliate. Atoliated seeds are ones that have gone leggy, very tall and spindly whilst they try to search for the light. The plants will be very poor if allowed to continue growing as they will have weak stems liable to snap. They've also expended their presage energy into growing this tall spindly growth, which will not allow good lateral growth. There is a reason why many plants are pinched out after they've developed some true leaves, true leaves being the first leaves to appear after the initial set. 
Pinching out removes the top of the plant, which will cut off the supply of auxin, which causes apical dominance. This allows gibberellins to come to the fore, which encourage lateral growth, i.e. branching or bushing out. This results in plants which are shorter, stouter, and have greater branching. These will therefore fruit and flower better. Let's look next at some seed sowing terminology you may have heard, such as direct sowing, stratification, and scarification. Direct sowing of seed is where you sow the seeds into their intended final position. Typically, this refers to outdoors. Certain plants, such as radishes, for example, do not like root disturbance and do best if sown directly, rather than transplanted from pots or cells in a tray. Stratification is where you mimic the conditions of nature in order to break seed dormancy so that it will germinate. This often means mimicking the conditions of winter that a seed would experience if in the soil. If the seed is sown outside over winter, then it is obviously unnecessary. But if there is a desire to sow the seed indoors in pots or trays, then stratification is necessary. Examples of seeds that require stratifying include apples, aquilegias, hops, lavender and wild rose. Dry stratification is where you simply place the collected and prepared seeds into a vermin-proof container and put them into an unheated building. You could also put them into a Ziploc bag and place them into a fridge for a couple of months. The length of time required to stratify the seed depends on the plant. It's always worth checking the RHS website for advice if you're unsure. Moist stratification, on the other hand, it's quite similar, but the difference is that seeds are placed into a container and mixed with a moistened medium such as vermiculite or builder sand. Scarification is physical wounding of a seed in order to allow moisture to penetrate the seed, which will encourage germination. An example of a plant that may need this would be sweet peas, which have a hard outer shell. Wounding can be physical with something like a file or a knife, or it can be done with chemicals, such as acetone, alcohol or boiling water in order to soften the outer shell, which will allow it to imbibe water. Germinated seedlings require careful care. Very newly germinated seeds can be damaged by heavy drops of water from overhead watering. As such, often a small watering can with a very fine droplet sized rose is used. Sometimes a mist is applied instead via a spray bottle, or in fancy production horticulture setups, hazing systems exist in order to create mist and mass. Another factor to consider is temperature shock. If fresh water straight out the tap is used, it's often cold. This cold can shock the seedlings. It's best to fill up your watering cans or container and store it for a few hours and allow it to come up to room temperature. As a newbie to gardening, I was taught very early by the head gardener to always refill watering cans after using them in order to allow the water inside to come up to room temperature for the next person who's going to water. It was done as a common courtesy. After the germinated seedlings have developed true leaves, they can be pricked out. Pricked out is where you carefully lift and transplant the seedlings into an appropriate sized pot or tray cell to allow them to develop their own strong roots and ergo develop strong top growth. Seedlings are pricked out from a low nutrient seed mix which they've germinated in into a more nutritious medium that will provide them with all the nutrients they need to grow. Often though they are also additionally fed with liquid feeds to boost them on, especially if the gardeners have deadlines to get plants in the ground for and displays to show. For successfully germinated seeds, here's a few tips and hints to avoid making simple mistakes. Sow seeds that are collected at the appropriate time. Seeds should be from healthy mother plants that aren't suffering from any pest or disease issues. 
The majority of garden centres and online stores will only have seeds from reputable suppliers that are of good quality. If collecting from home, or even from online, ensure that if the seed experiences any inhibitors such as dormancy, that appropriate steps are taken like stratifying in order to ensure germination success. So as appropriate to the seed type also, i.e. some like to be covered, some like to be uncovered, and you have to sow to the correct depth. The sowing medium should be low nutrient and free draining. The seed should be sown onto a smooth soil surface in a pot or tray. As a rough guide, the smaller the seed is, the less likely it is to need covered. Bigger seeds can go down to about roughly the depth of the seed size, i.e. if it's a sunflower seed, you can sink it into the pot just so the top's covered. Smaller seeds such as begonia, which are practically dust, can be mixed with silver sand in order to give a consistent dusting across the top so that all of them aren't gathered into one place and will germinate better from having an even spread. Once germinated seedlings have been pricked out and developed into strong individual plants in their pots or cell modules, they can be acclimatised. In Scotland, we need to gradually introduce our plants outside to get them used to the cold. They go from a warm glass house or heated polytunnel into an unheated polytunnel. Then they go into a tunnel to a cold frame. Cold frames have lids which will stop them being hit by frost but are generally unheated. In time, once they have acclimatised, they will be ready to be planted out. As with all plants, removing them from the pot or tray, if they're very pot-bound, you need to tickle the roots to loosen them, which will allow them to better penetrate into the surrounding soil and establish better. Firm in after planting and water well. This is especially true if it's going to be a period of hot, dry or windy weather. A few weeks of watering to get them to establish in order to get them to make their own magic and seek in the water and nutrients is required. Remember also that smaller plants, such as those in cells or modules, may not need to be tickled out. If it's a very small root system, it should find its way out. When we talk about larger potted plants, we're typically talking one litre or bigger. If I grab a one or two litre plant, lift it out and it's pot bound, I'll give it a rough up with my fingers. If it's very pot bound and it's a large plant, you might even want to slash it with a knife to get it to be able to penetrate the soil better. If you've never tried taking seeds, try it. It's amazing how easy it is. Go around your garden, have a look at the end of summer when it's coming into autumn, and you'll see plants starting to ripen and mature. If you lift a plant seed off and it's quite green and tough, it's not ready. If you lift a plant seed up and it tends to be going brown, a bit papery, you can hear it rattling, it's probably ready. With all plant seeds, it always helps to have paper bags, such as you used to get little sweetie dolly mixtures in, and keep your seeds in there to dry out for a couple of weeks. After this, process them. Processing them is simply taking them out of their seed pods and removing any chaff. Once you've got the seeds and they're ready, give them a sow. Upload your resume to hortpeople.com. You never know who's searching for staff near you. And don't forget to like and subscribe to the Plants Grow Here podcast.